0: Let us pray. Abba Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we give you the praise and the glory. We exhort you, Father. We magnify you. We commend you, Lord. We stole thee. We appreciate you, Father. Thank you for everything that you have planned and proposed. We know now that it has always been your will and your plan that the world will look at us and see you. That the world will encounter us and encounter you. That through us, no one will ever doubt that you exist. And so, Father, this morning, we commit ourselves and we yield ourselves to that your plan, Father. That whatever your plan is becomes our reality. That the, that your will for us becomes our daily living experience in the name of Jesus. And we stand in agreement this morning that every door that you have opened for us and to us remains opened, cannot be closed in the name of Jesus. And every door that you have closed remains closed in the precious name of Jesus. So we thank you, Father, this morning. And once more, Lord, we take authority over every wandering thought, every imagination of the heart, every understanding, every stronghold that repels or tries to fight, against or contained against your knowledge. We we take them captive this morning and make them to obey the voice of Christ. And thank you, Father, for all that you have done for us. Thank you for your faithfulness. We are thankful and hopeful and excited because we know that you who began this work in our life, you are faithful to bring it to a completion, which is the glorious manifestation of your sons. We give you all the praise and all the glory for your faithfulness, Father. Thank you for all that you have done. For in Jesus' precious and most excellent name we have prayed. And those who prayed with me this morning will say amen and amen and amen. Good morning to you this morning, my beloved brothers and sisters. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chief Jacob. I'm excited that we get to share once more this day, day after day, The grace of God. The Bible says, I commit you to the word of his grace that is able to keep you and to build you up and to give you your inheritance. The words that you receive are designed to do just that. When you hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. Now you can know because it brings God fidence, not confidence. It brings God fidence, which means the trust in the faithfulness of God. It brings boldness because you become righteous. No wonder the Bible says that the righteous is as bold as a lion. When you know that sins have been paid for, when you know that you have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Be love it does something to you from within no wonder our beloved brother dr e w kenyon find righteousness as the ability to stand before god or to stand before circumstances or to stand even before satan without any fear of inferiority listen to that without any fear of feeling inferior that when you and to face a situation there is no fear that you are inferior why is that important think about that you remember those days when you used to try to pray or try to lift up your hands to worship god and suddenly you are reminded that you have done something wrong you know where that happens is to remove you from the place of faith to fear it removes your confidence almost immediately there is no boldness when those thoughts cross your mind but right now you are being brought to where God has always wanted us to be, which is to be fully persuaded and assured that he has made us righteous. In the, and you know what? The greater part of this is that the righteousness you and I are operating with is the righteousness of God. Amen. And freely given to us and made available to us because of what our elder brother Jesus has accomplished on our behalf. Amen. What a glorious salvation. Beloved, what a glorious testimony this is. And this is why we must preach this gospel in and out of season when it's convenient, when and when it's not, above every other thing. We must lift this gospel that restores God's faith in man. This gospel that impacts righteousness to man we must preach it with all boldness don't forget religion demands righteousness from a bankrupt man religion demands righteousness from you and you know you know one of the reasons i was running away from the pulpit for more than 19 years is when i found that that those who are demanding righteousness from me even I was even more disciplined than a lot of them. So I thought this whole thing, there was something absolutely wrong with it. Watch this. Religion demands righteousness from you. That even the person demanding it is falling short. But no, the gospel preached by the Holy Ghost impacts the righteousness of God to you. Amen and amen. Praise God. You already know what the subject matter is and so let's continue. Manifestation of the sons of God and we've been talking about living in the Holy Ghost. Now let me just say a few things here before I continue with our scripture. You remember Romans chapter 8. Let me just say this to you beloved. If we truly see If our eyes are really opened to see, I kid you not, the only advice we will ever give to any believer, in fact, the most important counsel we can ever give to any believer is this. Walk in the Spirit. Learn how to walk with the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because everything that you and I are trying to do available in the Holy Ghost. Listen to this carefully. I know they try to tell us to go and pray and there's nothing wrong with prayer. They tell us to go and study the scripture and there's nothing wrong with the scripture. But watch this. Have you noticed that most of those times you were motivated by either fear or guilt? For example, you hear a preacher talking about how things are not happening because you are not praying enough. So watch this, out of that fear or guilt or condemnation, you go and make yourself a tentable of how you're going to be praying seven hours a day. Perhaps you try the first day and hit the seven hours, but as you go down the line, you start to go down until there's no longer energy to pray. Or you hear somebody talking about how God has not blessed us because you are not reading your Bible. So here you go, you draw up a list of morning devotions, how you're going to study the Bible back to back every day until you read the Bible 20 times a year. And then suddenly, after the first two, three weeks, the whole thing begins to go down. Don't forget, what we do is one thing. What motivates us is another thing. And the Bible says that the matured children of God are motivated, are driven by the impulses of the Holy Ghost. Watch this. He never stayed motivated by fear or guilt or condemnation. Watch this very carefully. And let me repeat what I have said already. I believe now that the greatest counsel, the highest of all counsel we can give to a believer is to say to him, brother, sister, walk in the spirit of God that is already present in you. You know why? Because we can never be wrong walking with the Holy Ghost. Let me give you an example. So the Holy Ghost can open your eyes to the gospel and then, secondly, you start to see how this gospel is what the world needs. You start to see how this gospel is a solution to many of the problems humanity are trying to solve. Then suddenly, suddenly as you see that need, you start to pray. Watch this, watch this. When you see that need, you start to pray for the gospel, for the prosperity of the gospel, for the eyes of the people to open. Watch this. You are praying according to revelation. You have seen something. The Spirit of God has shown you a need. Here, there is no fear. There is no guilt. There's no condemnation. It's not the same thing like what they used to say to us before. Go and preach the gospel because Jesus is coming tomorrow. If you don't preach the gospel, your family will go to hell. Then they'll give you a description of hell. Everybody will burn in hell. You must go and preach the gospel. God is not happy with you because you're not preaching the gospel. How can you be saved and you don't want to save other people? God is not answering you because you're not winning a soul. Watch this. Out of guilt... Out of fear, out of condemnation, you hit your chest. How you're going to go out there every Saturday to go and win a soul for God. And then you try the first few weeks and after a while, it us away. Friend, remember what I'm telling you this morning. I know I'm going on and on, but don't forget. If there's any highest counsel I can give to you, it is beloved. Walk in the spirit of God. Within you, he has all the answers, and that's why he's there. Don't forget, beloved, he is there within us. To provide us his wisdom and his own power. And you know the truth already. I don't have to tell you. You cannot compare your own power with the power of the Holy Ghost. You cannot compare your wisdom with that of the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. What we are trusting and learning and praying is to become one with him. We are already one with him in spirit. What what I mean here? That the totality of our life is run from that oneness we have with the Spirit, our thoughts are properly aligned and we are motivated by His impulses. Praise God, Amen and Amen. And so, let me continue our journey on Romans chapter 8. This day, I'm going to begin from verse number 17. If you recall, we were here before the Easter holidays and we went back to the message, the foundational message of the resurrection. So, we continue. From where we stop. Verse number 17 says. And since we are his true children. Amen and amen. Beloved. You and I are true children of God. How? Because we are brought forth by Christ. Amen and amen. He says. Since we are his true children. We qualify. Beloved. Please listen. We qualify. Do you know why? When I get to these places. I hammer on it over and over and over again because this is opposite what religion taught us for many years. We were being taught how to qualify ourselves before God. Don't forget that's what we are taught if you remember how to qualify ourselves, the things we needed to do to qualify ourselves. But how can we now qualify again when we have been made children of God? Don't forget the way to remove you from your inheritance is to show you what to do to get it. Once you start to do to get it, you have lost what you have. Watch this now. And since we are his true children, We qualify to share all his treasures for indeed we are heirs of God himself. It's like telling your children to qualify for your love. It's like telling your children to qualify for your care. It doesn't even happen. So watch this and the Bible says, and since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that christ is and all that he has praise god why Because we have been joined together. This has already happened. And I'm going to show you what has not happened. But we need to understand what has happened already. Because what is going to happen is going to come forth from what has already happened. We are already joined with Christ. And because we join with him, we are qualified to inherit all that Christ is. And all that he has. Praise God. The Bible says we will experience being co-glorified with him provided we accept his sufferings as our own. You remember that song? You are the Lord that is your name. You will never share your glory with any man. You will never share your glory with anybody. You are the Lord, that is your name. Now, we no longer sing those kind of songs. Why? Remember what it says, you will never share your glory with anybody. No, but we are not anybody's. We are children of God. And the Bible says, we are sharing in his glory. Hallelujah. Watch this and this is where I'm going to. Verse number 18 says, I'm convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of of his glory. Now, yes, you and I, because of the gospel we preach, because of living the life, we may encounter sufferings. Why? Because we live in this world. But Apostle Paul here is saying by the Spirit, even if that happens, it's nothing compared to the magnitude of the glory that is about to be unveiled within us. Hopefully, I will talk more on this tomorrow, but watch this. It says there's a magnitude of a glory that is to be unveiled where? Within us, in us. That glory is to be unveiled within us. Beloved, don't forget, for those of us who have been following for a long time, you will remember before we got here, the Holy Ghost told us over and over where God works from and where is that? inside of us. What else did he say to us that our lives are designed to be lived from inside out? If you recall, we preached on that over and over. Now, the Bible is here telling us that there's a coming glory that is to be unveiled within us. Watch this carefully, beloved. This word unveiled here is the Greek word apocalypsis, which is the same word as revelation. You remember the book of revelation, the revelation of Christ. Now, let me say this to you, friend. What is coming is not about what God is going to do. No, what is coming is the showing fault of the children of God based on, on what he has done. Let me repeat that one more time. What is coming is the manifestation, the showing forth of the children of God based on what God has done. That means the unveiling of the sons of God. And please watch this very carefully. Verse number 19 now says the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling, again, apocalypse, the revelation of the sons and daughters, the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Praise God. Amen and amen. Verse number 20. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty fertility. It's like the universe itself has no purpose resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from slavery to decay and to experience with us. The wonderful freedom coming to God's children. I'm rushing this, so I will repeat the same verses tomorrow. But watch what it says. Please pay close attention to verse number 20. For against his will, that means against the will of the universe, the universe itself has had to endure empty futility. That means existing without a purpose. And why is that? The Bible says, resulting from the consequences of human sin. Watch this carefully, beloved. The world is like it's going nowhere. It's like it has no purpose. It is existing in empty futility. Why, beloved? Because of human sin. Again, have you seen why the idea of sin has to be wiped out completely? Because that's where the problem started. And to solve the problem of the universe, sin has to be taken care of. Have we again come back to the message of the cross? Yes, that is why Christ dealt with the issue of sin. And then when the children of God begin to live in the reality of of their righteousness, their manifestation comes forth. Hallelujah. Beloved, have you seen that it doesn't matter where we go to, the Spirit of God is bringing us back to the same thing. How did the world become purposeless? How did the world enter into empty fertility? The Bible said it's consequences of human sin and to fix the universe, then the issue of sin, the cause of the problem, must first be dealt with. Now, has sin been dealt with? Yes. What is it that is remaining? The revelation of the fact that sin has been dealt with so that man can begin to believe it. Have you wondered why the manifestation has not come? Today, we are still struggling to get the church to believe that sin has been dealt with. They would rather preach sin. They would rather keep sin. They would rather teach you the confession of sin. They would rather teach you the power of sin. Rather than teaching you the power of righteousness. Friend, Christ has been crucified. And that means sin has been dealt with. What is coming? The unveiling of and the manifestation, the revelation of the sons of God is coming. And the foundation of it is the foundation of the righteousness that comes from Christ. We must stand on that righteousness. Because once we stand on that righteousness, we have the foundation that gives us the boldness to bring forth all that is within us. Praise God. Amen and amen. Beloved a lot has been said this morning but let me just recall a few things number one don't forget what i already said the highest advice or counselor guide i can give to you is this walk in the spirit that is within you because everything we need has been deposited in him that is within us praise god amen and amen and walking in that spirit of course brings forth the manifestation of the sons of god don't forget the first thing that he does is to restore the truth that's why the bible calls him the spirit of truth he restores the truth of who christ is and who we are revelation must come first before manifestation that is why he has brought you and i to this land of revelation where every morning he explains to us who christ is and who we are because of Christ. Friend, beloved brothers and sisters, get ready. God himself is building you and I into a house. Please, I will stop here and I'll come back to you again tomorrow. And don't forget, I ask all the time, please keep me in your prayers as I keep you in mind. Don't forget again, this April is our month of outrage. If you are receiving this message and you have not been sending it out, please consider doing so that the knowledge of Christ may envelop us and bring the Word into the purpose of God. Amen and amen. Please enjoy your day and while you do so in the Holy Ghost, don't forget this morning you have been served by the same Holy Ghost. Shalom.